1: where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end-time Word. Okay, God bless you folks. We're so glad to have you with us here in this this uh, Christmas season when we're all thinking about the Lord and, and wonderful things. And uh, we wanted to give you a special podcast this Christmas. And Brother Tim Dodd is here with us, and he has some stories that I really think you're going to enjoy. So welcome, Brother Tim. Thank you, Brother Mark. God bless you, and God
0: bless you to our listeners. It's good to see everyone. (laughs) I said see. It's
1: good to
0: (laughs) welcome everyone. And of course, we can't see them, and they can't see us. But here we are on the audio podcast, and it's hard to believe we've come a full year now. Here we are at another Christmas time. And uh, how that God has allowed us to be uh, blessed this, this past year. And, you know, of course, when we think of Christmas, we often think of gifts. Yeah, I've got a, a couple of little children at home, a four-year-old and mm-hmm. a two-year-old. I don't think the two-year-old knows much of anything. It's a little <laughs> hard to convey the Christmas story to them. Yeah. Uh, the four-year-old is beginning to catch it. My son Gideon, he's, he's got a little bit more understanding of what the great gift of God is. But I was thinking, you know, Brother Branham talked a lot about gifts at Christmas time, preached on gifts, God's uh, wrapped gift, I think he preached on Christmas Day. And yes. uh, In 1955, I was reading a quote. It's not a Christmas message, but he says he's talking about faith. He says, now your faith pulls from the gift of God, just like he was the great gift of God, he says. This gift here, talking about his own gift, he says this gift here is just a small amateur gift, but it's of God just the same. And uh, Brother Branham comparing his gift to the great gift of God, he says it's just amateur. And then we compare our gift. Uh, to Brother Branham's gift, we would say there's no comparison, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, Brother Mark, I think that we have to realize that everyone in God's economy is a gift or has a gift and everybody has a part. And uh, I just want to express that appreciation. You know, people don't always understand what goes behind the scenes. I know you, Brother Mark, are a gift of God and you maybe weren't ready for me to say this, but I appreciate your labors. I appreciate the work. People don't know Brother Mark does a lot of behind the scenes work in our audio podcasts, in our uh, web articles, different things, uh, communications, emails, texts, all that kind of stuff. Brother Mark does that and we appreciate you, Brother Mark. We appreciate all that you do for the body of Jesus Christ. You know, we've got people here in the office and uh we've got uh you know the church provides an office here and and the people that work here the accountant the secretary and the different ones that are involved brother murphy wong working with us in missions all of these are gifts and i always like to recognize the gift of god in people i think if you can recognize the gift of god in them uh, it helps to i'll say overlook our uh, hmm. shortcomings or our human parts. And we appreciate, just wanted to let you know, Brother Mark, we appreciate you and we appreciate every gift of God.
1: Well, thank you, Brother Tim. That's very nice of you to say that. And, uh, you know, of all the things that I do in life, this is probably the most rewarding. And uh, just jumping in where I could, and a little at a time, it, it grew into the things that I'm able to do now. And so I'm always looking forward to when I can quit Uh, making bricks for Pharaoh and get back to doing this.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we all have to do that. There's always bills to be paid. There's always things to be done. Amen. Well, you know, I don't want to belabor the podcast, but let the listeners know that we appreciate each and every one of them. You know, God gives everybody in different ways, people, whether they pray for us, whether they contribute to the missions, whether they are just mindful of missions in their own way, we appreciate each and every one of them. And so uh, yes, we do. I was talking with Brother Stephen Aballik, uh when I was in Uganda last month. And uh, I, you know, we, it was an interesting conversation we had because uh, we were talking about immigrants and how that people move. And we have many immigrants in our church. We have uh, many Congolese. Uh, we have Nigerians. We have... A Kenyan family we have Zimbabweans we have different ones from Africa we also have others parts of the world like the Philippines India different places around the world and uh, you know I was coming to him you, you don't see many Ugandans hmm. immigrating into North America and we just That's had a conversation true. and he said you know Ugandans generally are happy at home you know they like their country and uh, they don't usually emigrate out of the country and so it's funny because we had this conversation for the first time after many years of knowing each other so i get home and one of the first things i get when i get home is an email from a ugandan family that immigrated Hmm. to canada many years ago and okay uh, it struck me as funny i didn't know them but they had heard about me and my trip to uganda they're actually people that go to a Pentecostal church here in Vancouver. And they said, we understand you've been in Uganda and we would like to meet you. We've heard of your ministry. We've heard of the great things God is doing and we want to visit with you. So that was out of the blue. I don't know them. So we made my wife and I made arrangements to go and visit them. I was busy and recovering from jet lag for about the first week to 10 days. So uh, about 10 days after I was home, I, we went over to their house. And this is a tremendous story that I heard, Brother Mark, and I wanted to share this with the people. This brother um, from a Pentecostal church and his wife immigrated to Canada about 40 years ago, actually. And they were political refugees. He was originally a member of parliament in the country. And uh, he was a very influential man in the western part of the country. But with the, uh, after the Civil War, after Idi Amin and the Civil War and everything that happened in the 80s, he was forced to leave the country, became a refugee, and ended up in Canada. Uh, His family in Uganda come from a small town. And I don't have the name in front of me, but it's near the near Kisisi in Western Uganda. And he had a brother about that was still there after he left. About 10 years after he left Uganda, this brother disappeared. So he was he was uh, the man I was talking to was the oldest of the family and his brother was the youngest. So the brother might have been in his 20s, maybe a little bit younger, maybe about 18. He disappeared. They didn't know. Family didn't know where he went missing for decades. Went ended up that he had gone into the Congo and had tried to make his way in life, had worked in different places uh, in the cities, had worked in the gold mines, had tried to accomplish some things. And. But one thing that happened was he came in contact with the message. And after a period of time in the Congo, after having received the message, he was burdened, and he went back home to Uganda. And after 28 years of being gone, he arrives back in his hometown. My. Long story short, uh, he begins to preach this message in his hometown. And people begin to get saved. And this awakening that we see in Uganda spreads sovereignly into his small town. And uh, God just begins to pour out in that small town and baptism after baptism after baptism begins to happen. A church springs up. Uh, They were assisted by uh, Brother James Navanabande's associate minister, which his name is Brother Noah. And uh, uh, he's, helped him out in that in that town. And they as has sprung up there in a great revival. And this couple told me, said, we heard about you from our family and we knew God was doing something unusual in our hometown. But uh-huh. We didn't know what it was and we were able to share the message with this family and this prodigal son who was gone for many, many years. God got a hold of his life and sent him back to, back home to that town. And now that town is being blessed by that gift of God, and the people are being saved. And even this couple right now are in Uganda as we speak, and they're visiting yeah. and seeing what God is doing in Uganda.
1: Wow. Did I hear that right? That is an amazing story. You've covered a couple of continents in about 30 years to go full circle on that.
0: That's not bad for five minutes. (laughs) No, we're just (laughs) impressed. Like, you can't put a story like that together.
1: No, no, you can't make that up. (laughs) And how many times do you get
0: an email from somebody who you don't know, and you don't even know how they got your email address, and just saying, and they didn't even explain how they got my email address, they just said, we want to meet you. Absolutely. You know, God is doing something here and we don't know what it is, but when we heard the story, it was just a tremendous uh blessing to be a part of that great uh connection that God made.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so you still have connection with the family? Are they uh living there in Vancouver in your area?
0: Yes, they're they're in Vancouver. They actually li- they actually live in Surrey. They're actually not far ah. from the church here. So we didn't have to even go very far to visit them. It took us about 10 minutes to get to their house. And, and so.
1: Well, that's one of those goosebump uh, type moments when you feel something is around you. There's a story developing and we haven't seen the end of it yet.
0: They actually, they were so touched by what God is doing and, and uh, by uh, what we shared with them that they were in church the following Sunday. Amen. And so I just said to them, I said, you can't go to Uganda without coming to Cloverdale Bible Way. I says, everyone that you know in Uganda would love to come to Cloverdale Bible Way. <laughs> you have to come to the church, and you have to go that. Then you can go them there and tell them, we have been in Cloverdale Bible Way. You can share that with them.
1: Well, I'm sure we will get the rest of the story when they uh, return. How long are they there for?
0: I think they're there possibly about a month.
1: Yeah, okay. So long enough to get a good look at what's going on. Amen. Amen.
0: A lot of things, you know, un, have unfolded since we've been in Uganda. And I'll, I'll share one more story about, you know, great gifts of God. How God puts things together is very, very extraordinary. I got a, an email or a text from Brother Basabosi, who pastors a small group in the city of Kampala. He's... Brother Basabozzi works with us there in Uganda doing printing work. He originally was doing outreach work with us in Ethiopia, but the Ethiopian government uh, made a rule that you can't be in the country without a degree if you're a preacher. We just took that as from the Lord and the Lord raised up local ministry in Ethiopia and Brother Basabosi had to go back to Uganda. So Brother Bas, as we call him Brother Bas, sent us an, an email, a text with some pictures of some baptisms that had taken place a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so we were rejoicing with them. God had saved some people. And and uh, and then uh, about a week later, after the baptisms, he, he shared a testimony with me that he didn't realize until afterwards.
1: Huh.
0: And one of the young men that were baptized had come to the church in unusual circumstances he had been walking down the street of Kampala one of the streets in Kampala and Kampala is a very busy place many people the traffic is horrendous it's just a place you don't want to be naturally speaking and uh, however uh, he was walking down the street and he found a track and he picked up the track, and it was a track on water baptism. And so he, he followed that track to the address of the church, which was Brother Bussebosi's church. And the reason the tract was on the street was because they do street preaching regularly there, I think once a week, uh, approximately. And, and so someone had been given a tract, obviously, and they didn't want it, and they just dropped it there. Well, this just dropping of a tract allowed uh, this young man to pick it up. And sometimes we might think, why don't they pick up their trash around here? You know, why don't they pick up the garbage (laughs) off the streets? Well, God used that this time. And this young man picked it up, found the, was struck by the tract, followed the address of the church all the way to Brother Bussabozzi's church and began attending the meetings. God struck his heart. And he was gloriously saved and baptized. But that's not the end of the story. Um, while I was in Uganda, I had a meeting with translators in both the Luganda and a language. And some brothers up in the Karamuja region, uh, they wanted to come and talk to me about translation, they heard that this meeting was going to go on and they wanted to come and talk to me. And people can hear the full story of this in my report on the November 21st service that I had here at Cloverdale Bible but I'll give some short details. So five brothers traveled 12 hours by public transportation to come from the Karamuja region, which is a very um, primitive and lawless region. And they wanted to come down and speak to me about translation because they had no message books in their language. And the, their region is very isolated. Very mm-hmm. few people know English. And furthermore, uh, many or most of the people are illiterate. It's a very primitive region. so there's much work to be done and it touched my heart as i spoke to these brothers and heard their testimony of how god supernaturally dealt with them one of them had to pray to be able to read the english bible to take the gospel to his people and god gave him a dream and said okay now you can read and he woke up from the dream and he was able to read his bible in english oh my just supernatural things happening
1: yes Yes. as i heard these
0: stories from these brothers of course i was touched and i will say uh, briefly, uh, we are going to be doing translation in the in the Karamajong language, which is from that region. And uh, God has uh, put the burden on people's hearts, and people have given, and we will be doing that translation. So that's that's wonderful. The connection to the original story is this: that young man that made his way to Brother Basabosi's house was a backslidden son of one of those brothers that came from the Karamuja region
1: Hmm. come and talk to me. Yeah,
0: And I thought, oh, God, what a gift. What a tremendous blessing to that family that this son who had left home, obviously, to make his way in life and and maybe didn't know what direction he was going to go in. But God got a hold of his heart. God had some people preaching on the street. God had a track given out god allowed that track to just lay there on the street for him to come across and pick it up and follow it to the church and get saved and get baptized and now he's he's able to (sighs) share with his family i'm part of the body of jesus christ wow you can't get more glorious a story than that
1: that is fabulous you know i'm just thinking about the geography of uganda and the brothers that were speaking to you—that's the northern region that they are from, okay. And uh, Kampala would be down in the south. And uh, there's a lot of um, obstacles in between those two places. There's rivers and mountains. So for that young man to get down there, it almost looks like he was getting as far away from home as he thought he could get in the, in Uganda. You know, from 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 the primitive north to the city of Kampala, running from, of course, the Lord in his calling. And then the Lord has put something right in front of him in the sidewalk that he can't do anything but pick up. How can he not pick that up? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and he'd probably heard some things about baptism, you know, in his youth, and here it was about that.
0: The amazing thing is, sometimes <laughs> as parents, when we have children that are not where they ought to be with God, we know that they're ours. We know the word promises to believe for our household. We know these promises are ours and we claim our children and we believe for our children. But we don't know the details, how God is going to put it together and how it's going to come to pass. And I just thought for parents out there, maybe at this Christmas time that maybe have someone that's not where they ought to be amongst their children. I think it's a great story to say God is able to supernaturally and sovereignly bring them back to the Lord Jesus Christ.
1: Absolutely. I'm sure that story is going to be an encouragement to many, brother Tim. Thank you for sharing that with us. Amen.
0: So I just want to express in closing appreciation to each and every one of our listeners, and each and every one that that labors with us. We might do the the work on one end as far as supporting or putting together the support of the people with the burdens or needs that are out on the mission field. But the ones that give are just as important. The one that do, ones that do the work in the field are just as yes. important. There's no yes. one more important than anybody else. And thank you to everybody. And I want to say God bless you. May God give each and every one of you a very wonderful Christmas. And we'll speak the next podcast on the new year. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God.
1: This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter fill in your name and email address and click sign up in this email report you will receive reports of the works of god in china in africa in south america in india europe all over the world we also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year complete with photographs reports and testimonies from all over the world the newsletter is free just request it and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org That's info at bible-believers.org Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington 98231 That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today, and be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast.